not supposed to cast pearls, pearls before swine, so I'm not really sure what I'm doing back here in Arkansas. <laughs> preaching to a bunch of Razorback fans. I'm just kidding, obviously. I, when we were driving up, MK said, it feels like, am I not on? It fell off. I'm going to clip it on the other side. How about that? But uh, it is great to be back here. We've missed you all so much. Uh, it, it is wonderful to be here. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Zach number two. Uh, I can think I can safely say I'm the Zach with the best beard. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's good to be here. I'm, I'm glad to be speaking first so that I can preach short. And if you notice, if you turn to Matthew chapter 13... Matthew chapter 13, my parable is three verses, so I, want, I get to go first, and I specifically picked a short parable so I could preach short and then just listen to everybody else preach for the rest of the weekend. So I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to this weekend, and I have to say I love you all so much for everything you've done for me and my family, and also the work that you're doing for all these other preachers. I think it's so important, and I'm glad you get to reap a little fruit of that labor, and I, and I hope that you have continued success, success teaching young preachers to be better. Certainly, I'm better for having known you all. I, I really appreciate those songs we just sang. They beautifully uh, start what we're here to do. Yes, we're here to worship God, and yes, uh, these are wonderful words. They are really words that hopefully we see as a treasure in our lives, that they are a blessing. And like we sang just a little while ago, we're praying for God to open our eyes so that we can see just what a treasure those things are. So as we look at these parables, hopefully we can appreciate God for who He truly is. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure in a field, which a man found and covered up, then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. When I read these parables, I think, well, that's simple, straight to the point, and easy to understand. But this is one of those stories that it's easy to understand, and yet... Hard to actually accomplish the purpose of the story. I could tell you that and sit down, and it's really simple to understand. But the purpose of this parable is going to be looking at myself and asking myself the question, do I see God for the treasure that He is? And so when we're looking at these parables, uh, it is pretty simple to understand. We know, hey, this guy, he kind of has a duh moment. He's in a field. It's not really clear that he's a treasure hunter. He might just be working in the field, but he stumbles upon a treasure and he's able to see, wow, this treasure is worth more than the cost of the whole field. I'm just going to bury it back up and then go buy the field and then that treasure will pay for all the money that I just lost. So he goes and he's, he's willing to sell everything that he has because, duh, everything I have is less than what the treasure is. Easy to understand. And when it comes to the gospel, in a sober moment, if I asked you what is the most important thing in your life, you're going to say, of course, God is, duh. 
But because we can't see God, sometimes we forget. And sometimes we put other things before God. We let other things become more important. And we all know the passages. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And we should have no other God before Him. And first, In fact, we know God should come first in our lives. But does He always? That's the key to this lesson. Ask yourself, do I put other things before God? It should be, duh, God is way better than absolutely anything that you could have here on this earth right now. And yet, it's so tempting, so easy. But would it be tempting if it was a sense of urgency in this story before somebody else finds this thing? I'm going to put this, number one, it's more valuable than anything else that I could be doing. And, and I, maybe I'm preaching to the choir because on a Friday night, you've come to hear me. And you must have been really banking that I improved quite a bit since the last time I was here. If you were going to spend your time here, that or maybe you really like Nick, I don't know. But what you're saying is, I prioritize the gospel over anything else. And for that, I commend you. But what about when we leave here? What about then? Is God really our treasure? Here it says this man, when he found it, he, he joyfully gave up everything. Well, is it really a joy for us when we have to give up the things that we like? We have to give up the things that we enjoy doing. We have to make sacrifices in order to put God first. That's not always easy to do, is it? And then you've got the pearl of great price. The pearl of great price, again, the kingdom is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. So uh, this one maybe is a little different because instead of just randomly happening upon a, tre uh, a treasure, this person is a treasure seeker. And I think that's the kind of people that God wants us to be, people who are looking for what's important, people who are trying to figure out what is the most valuable thing in this life? And we all know it should be God and family and friends. But a lot of times it can be easy to become selfish and to put yourself first and to put your own interests first. And before you look up, maybe you've been working way too much and you haven't been uh, dedicating yourself to the things that are really important in life, like your family and most importantly, God. But this man was a wise man who was in search of such a treasure. Are we truth seekers? Are we people who are searching for the most valuable thing? Eternal life. And this man was, and what do you know? He found it. You know, what do, you, what do we always say? Seek and you will find. But this man here, he finally finds that one pearl. And, and I... I've always thought this was a strange passage growing up because obviously the person who he's buying this pearl from must not know what a treasure that he has. This kind of guy is a shrewd, smart businessman. It's like, I don't know, maybe sometimes you walk into a pawn shop and you see like an old antique gun and the guy's selling it for next to nothing because he doesn't know how valuable it is. But in the right market... Man, that thing can go for a whole bunch of money because this is an heirloom. This is an antique. And I guess some people, they've got whole reality TV shows based around this concept. But this man, he knows what he's looking for. He knows what is really valuable in life. And so when he finds it, he too is willing to have that duh moment. 
God is more important than anything else. Of course He is. Of course my spiritual life is more important. Of course there's a lot of things that we have to have our priorities in the right order. So these parables, they absolutely make sense. But what's hard about them is being the merchant who's in search of the thing that's in great, of great value and not being the sucker that he bought it for, for I'm sure a cheap price. Well, I, you know, and, and I went back and forth on that because at the same time, he still bought it for an expensive price because he had to sell everything that he had. But obviously, what he did find out about it is he knew its value was even greater than all the stuff that he had. And so he, he knew the value of that pearl, and he knew just how valuable it was. And so I had a hard time figuring out the moral of that story. But really, I think the moral of that story is, do we say, duh, when we see how great God is? I think that can be difficult at times. So I want to get back to that passage that I mentioned earlier about the hogs and casting the pearls before swine. If you turn back in Matthew to chapter 7, I'm kind of cheating and going to a different passage because I think this shows us a good picture, a good mental picture of what these parables are explaining and the kind of people that we don't want to be. We do want to be like the person who finds the treasure in the field and understood its value. We absolutely do want to be like the merchant who's seeking for that great treasure. But what we don't want to be is a hog or a dog. And I know that's dangerous to say here. This may be the, one of the hardest places in the world to teach that hogs are bad, but uh, I'm going to give it a go because hey, I'm an Aggie. That's fun for me. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, if you would look in, starting in verse... Uh, Verse 6, do not give to dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So what I want to talk about for the rest of the time is dogs, hogs, and pearls. Now, we understand from the context of the last uh, parable that a pearl is something that's precious. And we're going to go with that notion that that, uh, God and spiritual things, those are the real treasures in life. Those are the most important things in life. But here... We're being told, don't give dogs what is holy and do not cast your pearls before swine. So obviously, the important things in life would be the spiritual things. And every time I've heard this passage taught about, I've just heard it simply explained by saying, that means don't waste time on people who aren't going to be receptive to the gospel. And you know what? I think that's part of it. But we want to look at the context of what we're talking about here. In uh, Matthew chapter 7, it says in verse 1, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment that you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when... Uh, when there is a log in your own eye, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So what did he immediately say just before he said, don't cast your pearls before swine? Don't judge people. I don't think the point of this verse, strictly speaking, is to quickly write people off and say, you're a dog, you're a hog, you're an animal. 
I don't like you very much. We don't get along. So you know what? I'm just going to move on. That's a very self-righteous way to look at that passage and to say that you're better than other people. But what did we just get done talking about with the treasure in the field? Who, what are the kind of people we're looking for? We're looking for people who value God's word. And that's going to center the rest of our discussion here. What we need to ask ourselves is, do I see God for the treasure that he is? That's what those people did. The man in the field and the merchant, they saw how valuable God was. Now, what is so bad about hogs and dogs? Why don't I want to be a hog and why don't I want to be a dog? Well, People may like hogs around here, but in Texas, it's pretty much open season all year round. You don't even need a hunting license because they're a nuisance. And really, that's why you would name your mascot off of it, because some of those things have tusks. They can mess you up pretty bad. They're nasty animals. And from a Jewish perspective, they didn't eat them. So they're really of no value to a Jew. And I, I like to eat them personally, especially when it's barbecue. But the point behind this is they're dirty Nasty animals. And that dog up there, that looks a lot like my dog. And so when I see that dog, I think, oh, puppy, sweet. We love dogs in our culture. Not as much in that culture. Maybe some of them had some smaller dogs. But I, I, I don't know that the Jews would have seen dogs as so desirable. What they're saying about these animals are they can't understand how valuable these things are. I bought MK some pearls not that long ago. You think I would give those to my puppy? What do you think he'd do with them? Chew them up, play with them, toss them in the mud? He wouldn't care anything about them. He'd ruin them. Why? He can't understand how valuable those things are. So the kind of people that we're talking about that you would categorize as a dog or as a hog are people who can't understand the value of pearls, of treasure, so us as Christians, we have to ask ourselves, do I really appreciate God for the treasure that he is? Do I have that duh moment? Is he first in my life? Because of course he's first in my life. He's the best thing that I have going in my life. Forgiveness of sins, eternal life, being raised from the dead. You think you can raise yourself from the dead? Well, good luck trying that. Of course God is the most special and amazing treasure that you could ever find in this life. But an animal is going to see that, and what good is that to me? He's not, he's not going to look at that and see that as a good thing. In fact, you know, dogs, not puppies here, hogs, not being bacon or piglets, seen as bad things, these are people who are just incapable of realizing this. And in fact, they may even hate you for preaching the gospel I worked with a guy once, and I tried to encourage him, you know, you need, kind of need to go to church. The Bible talks about that, and you need to actually read it maybe once in a while, and, and maybe you don't know what, anything about why you believe what you believe. I said it in a nicer, more tactful way than that. But he saw that as judgment, and he told people, other people, that I told him he was going to hell. What was I trying to do? I was trying to share with him the thing that I thought was the most special, and I wasn't trying to judge him. I was trying to help him, but how did he see it? He saw it as judgment, and it was hard to work with that guy afterwards. Those are the people who we're talking about here. When it says, do not give to dogs what is holy, do not throw your pearls before swine. We're not looking to quickly cast people off. 
and not give them the benefit of the doubt, what we're looking to do is first look at the log in my eye and not the speck in somebody else's eye. Ask yourself the question, do I treat God like an animal would treat pearls? Aren't you guilty of doing that at some point in your life? Aren't you guilty of putting yourself first sometimes? We all have had selfish motives. As long as we live in the flesh, as long as we're here on this earth, that's where our battle is to realize that God is the most important things and everything else should come second. But sometimes we mess up and we put others first. We put other things first. And so before we write somebody else off and say, hey, that person's a dog. That person's a hog. He doesn't value any of this stuff. I'm not going to waste my time on them anymore. Ask yourself, do I ever treat God that way? Maybe I shouldn't be quick to judge. Because remember the context of what the statement is made. Don't be so quick to judge. But there does come a certain point in time where you do have to be wise. And if they're turning to attack you, you know, there is a point. That is a legitimate application of this text. People who absolutely cannot see the value of the scripture, there does come a time when you have to cut them loose. But really what I think is more important is asking myself, am I a hog? Am I a dog? And don't say just say, yes, I'm a hog because you're an Arkansas Razorback fan. You understand my point. Are you an animal? An animal has absolutely no concept of God or how important spiritual things are. He can't even understand how important a pearl necklace is. He can't grasp complex subjects. So first and foremost, we have to ask ourselves, do I treat God like an animal would treat pearls? Or like we said earlier, do I treat God like the treasure that he absolutely really is? Do I realize that? And I'd also say another application is, how do I treat others? God certainly is the most valuable treasure in our life, but he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And children are a blessing. We should never make them feel like they're just a burden in our lives. They should be really what comes next. Do we put the right priorities in our life? Do we let the people who we love know that we love them? While we still have today, we don't know what comes tomorrow. But do we live like we have forever and we take the good things that we do have for granted? It's a big problem in our culture. The second Wi-Fi goes down, everyone gets so angry like they're so entitled to have it. And we, we have so many, many, many blessings. It can be easy to get lost in all the abundance and all the wealth and all the stuff that we have here and now. And we fail to appreciate what's most important in life. First God, and then our family and friends and those who love us. And so how do I treat others? Not just people who I'm sharing the gospel. Not Yes, of course, we shouldn't just automatically assume people are hogs and dogs and we should not judge them quickly. But we should give people the benefit of the doubt and hope and help them to see where the real treasure is in life. And if we do that, I think we're doing pretty well. So what I want to finish off talking about is how do I know what my treasure is? What is the most important thing of life? Of course, you can quickly just say God, of course, because that's what I'm supposed to say. God, family, you know, friends in that order. 
And then for you guys, Razorback football. But, uh, you know, for most people, it can be easy to let either hunting season or football season or sports or whatever else other hobbies people have. I'm not too sure because those are things I enjoy. Those things can crowd out God. But how do you know God comes first? Let me ask you, when you're having a bad day, what's the first thing that you do? Do you pull out your phone and ah, I just need to take a break and play my game? Or do you go and go to your favorite food place and eat your favorite junk food that makes you feel better and, and makes your day improve? I've been guilty of doing those things before. Where's the first place you should turn? God. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's right earlier in chapter 6. In chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on this earth where moss and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven there where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is a lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Then the light in you is darkness. How great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Where do you invest your time? Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. That's where your first impulse is. That's the place you want to go when things aren't going good. That's what you do with your spare time. That's what I'm doing. I'm pulling out my phone and checking this. But what should we be doing? <laughs> Reading on the scriptures. Praying to God. If God's really the most important thing in your life, you would spend more time on Him than anything else. And I know we live busy lives. But the challenge of this, these verses are not understanding them, but actually living them and actually realizing, duh, God is most important. I should spend more time on Him. But far too often our impulses are not to put God first. It's to enjoy all the stuff that we've accumulated. Spend our time on those things. The reality is it's not really going to matter how well your sports team did or if you got a sports scholarship. At the end of the day, what's going to matter is how well do I know God? And of course, we can still enjoy our hobbies. I love football. I love to play video games with friends. I love to have a good time. But what comes first? Don't let anything Crowd that out. What you don't want to hear is what it says in Matthew 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom, but the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. And many day, uh, and excuse me, uh, verse 22, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, and do many mighty works in your name? I'll declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. The people who God says, I never knew you, are going to be the people who sometimes went to church and said, hey, I did a lot of good things. But he's going to say, I didn't really know you. 
because you never talked to me. You weren't for, I wasn't first in your life. You pushed me off and put other things before me. And there's going to be a lot of people, unfortunately, who only come to God when they want something out of it. Like we just read earlier, you can't serve God and mammon. They want it both ways. They want to come to church and they want the blessings. They want the treasure, but they don't want to search for it. They want the treasure, but they don't want to sell everything to go get it. Instead, a lot of times, they act like animals, like hogs and dogs just filling their belly. I think I told the story when I was here at some point of the time when I accidentally caught a raccoon in the freezer at the golf course in the break room. What was the only thing that raccoon wanted to feed his belly? He wasn't thinking about anything else. He wasn't thinking about the consequences Hogs and dogs, they don't see the treasure. They don't see what's most valuable in life. They don't see what's most important in life. And unfortunately, some people live their whole lives coasting. And yeah, they may think God's important, but it's only important when there's something in it for me. And so you don't want to live your life just impulsively, selfishly. You want to live it sacrificially, willing to sell all you have, give up your life, carry your cross. In other words... Put to death the old man. Put to death those desires. We all have them. We will all struggle with them while we're here. But you don't have to hear that. You don't have to hear those words, I never knew you, if he's really first in your life. And I hope and pray for each and every one of you that you put God first in your life. And that through the rest of this Weekend, you'll be here to find those important sayings. I'm sure all those guys will do a phenomenal job presenting those lessons. But it's not just this weekend. It's all your life. And even when you leave here, who is first in your life? Where is your treasure? What is most important to you? Are you a dog? Are you a hog? Or... Are you like the merchant or the man who bought the most important treasure, the treasure that can forgive you of all your sins and grant you eternal life? Thank you.